Happy Tuesday, everybody. Trey Griggs here with Beta Consulting Group. You know, I laugh every time I see my stepdad just walking in on a live recording that never gets old. Be sure to follow us on social media. You're going to find me just about every social media platform at Trey Griggs 24. That's my college basketball number. So in case you're wondering why that's there, Trey Griggs 24. Follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and the likes as well as on uh, here on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So thanks for joining us today. We're going to have a great show today. In fact, we're going to have great shows all week. It's kind of our, our, our big week in terms of shows. Every day we have something. We had Iron Minds yesterday. had a great workout there. Uh, today we've got Terry Zeger coming on in just a moment. On Thursday, Beth Carroll is going to be on the show on Standing Out at 2 p.m. Central. It's also that time of the month when we have our once-a-month show called the Edge, where we're highlighting the, list, the latest in logistics technology. This month, we've got on Weather Optics with Scott Pecoriello, the founder of Weather Optics. We're going to be talking about how weather impacts freight brokerage and transportation in general and how having the right data can save a lot in terms of accidents and lives and so many other things. And so excited to have that. That's tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central on Wednesday, tomorrow for The Edge. Episode three. So excited to have that on as well. Also, we've got another episode of Word on the Street on Friday. And uh, this week's going to be a lot of fun. We've got Emily Lavasseur. She is a consultant that's been in the industry for a long time. We're going to talk about the value of consulting in supply chain logistics. It is always powerful to have an outside voice behind behind you just helping you out uh, with uh, you know business decisions and a lot of those types of things as well. So we have a lot of fun. We'll talk about some recent things as well, including uh, uh, just current events. We'll probably talk about the royal family. I don't know, all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to have a good time. That's at noon on Friday. So make sure you join us for that. All right, listen, we got a great show today. I cannot wait to bring on this gentleman who has been a freight agent for a long time with one of the leading uh, agencies in the industry. In fact, they're our sponsor, SPI Logistics. I want to give them a shout out here as we get started. They're the leading logistics firm in North America with respect to network of 65 offices, 60,000 carriers throughout Canada, the United States. Uh, and listen, if you're considering freight broker or becoming an agent, make sure you reach out to them at success.spi3pl.com. And today on the show, we have one of their agents. You saw his picture up on the screen just a minute ago. So please welcome to the show, Terry Zieger. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, Good walk-up music. Look at this. <laughs> this walk-up music is great. we got to let it play for a little bit. <laughs> Terry, how you doing, man? Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for having me today. I love the fact that you're in a car because this truly is the life of a freight agent. There's a lot of autonomy. There's a lot of freedom, also a lot of responsibility. We'll talk about that as well. But tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and how long you have been in the freight industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just actually just came back from meeting a customer and I had to pull over. And uh, um, I'm so glad to have to have this time with you. But um, I've been in transportation and logistics now for about 15 years and uh uh, I started off with a bigger company, uh, Landstar, which I'm sure everybody pretty much knows, and uh, uh, made my journey from Landstar over to SBI, and it's been an excellent choice so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to dig in and talk about that. First of all, thanks for pulling over and not driving during this interview. Absolutely. That makes me feel a lot better in that <laughs> regard. But yeah, so you, you got in through Landstar, you learned the business, and then there, there had to be a critical moment where you're like, you know what? I want something different. How did that play out for you? And the reason I ask is I know a lot of people in the industry who might be feeling the same way, might be thinking some of those thoughts. So how did that play out for you? Absolutely. We're, I've just been so used to being on the carrier side for a long time. And, uh, you know, I understand the minds of drivers. Um, a lot of brokers don't really see through that and understand that there's a human behind the wheel and uh, you've got to really pay attention to the driver's needs and the driver's wants. And 
um, you know, we were with Landstar for a long time. I enjoyed my time at Landstar, but it became a little too corporate for me and uh, too big and large. They're a large company, you know, probably $4 billion company publicly traded. And we wanted to, me and my brother are partners, and we wanted to shift our focus to a smaller, you know, brokerage that we can actually grow with and uh, more of a family environment. Family is important to us and feeling like you're something is important to us. So um, that's why we shifted along from a bigger company with Landstar over to something smaller. Most people like the opposite, but I, 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 I feel like smaller is sometimes better. <laughs> well, I think it just depends on kind of who you are and how you you know best function. But I think there's there's a lot of people who probably feel a similar way. Now I got to ask you about this: was, was there was there a fear factor involved? Was there any kind of trepidation of like, gosh, I'm leaving this big company, maybe the security or the stability that comes with that, and now I'm kind of betting on myself, which by the way I love, and I love encouraging people to do that. But what was that emotionally like for you making that decision? Was it easy, or was there was there some thought that went into that? Well, to be honest, uh, the difficult part wasn't leaving Landstar. The difficult part probably came before when I left my previous job <laughs> and what I was doing because I wasn't always in logistics. So um, leaving Landstar was an easy decision because my customer base was loyal to me and I had a great customer base. So no matter where I went, they would go with me. Um, uh, I have great you know, relationships with who I work with. And I believe that's the key in focus. If you have that relationship with your customers, um, leaving a bigger company or a smaller company or anything you'd like, isn't the hard part. Um, the fit is the hard part. Finding that fit is the hard part. And once you find that fit, it's not an issue. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit because clearly when you make the decision that, hey, I'd like to do something different, maybe something smaller, maybe something with more freedom and autonomy or mm -hmm. a little more control, what was the process of finding SPI Logistics? All right, actually, believe it or not, one of the agents at SPI, um, um, shout out to Johnny Bradley in the California office, um, we became friends. Uh, I occasionally would haul a few loads for him as a Landstar agent. And I was doing some business with him and we were working together. And sometimes we would bounce ideas off each other and we would talk about things. And I, I, he introduced me to SPI, but then I also reached out to maybe five, six other brokerages. And to me, it was all about fit and, and environment. And um, that was, that was the hard part, finding somebody that fit. And once I met with the executives at SPI and everyone else, it just fell all into place. But yes, what was it's it? important to find a home. It's important to find a home that you feel safe and comfortable with. Um, yeah. yeah. So what was it about SPI that made it a good fit for you? And obviously, you know, I mean, like everybody's got to find that perfect fit for them. For you, what really pushed them over the edge of going, yeah, this is, this is my home. This is what I want to be with. Originally, it was the leadership with uh, Joe Chandler over there, and uh, I met Joe, talked to Joe, and uh, we clicked. Um, ethics and morals and uh, straightforwardness is very important to me, and uh, we connected on a bunch of levels, and we share a lot of similar opinions on, on the way that business should be conducted, and we hit it off, honestly. He's an old-fashioned mentality. I'm a little younger guy, but I have kind of an older soul, and... Uh, those kinds of things are important to me. <laughs> yeah. I had the chance to have dinner with Joe and he is a great guy. We had a, oh, yeah. a lot of fun and I could see how that could be a very kind of comforting relationship to say this guy and I, we, we connect. 
uh, they get me, I get them. And uh, that's been, been really valuable. What are some of the keys in your opinion? You know, you've been doing this for a while now. You've been with SPI for five years, I believe. Mm. What is the key in your mind to being a really successful freight agent? What are the most important things that you think about that you try to do on a regular basis to be successful? Oh, we may have lost Terry, everybody. That's what happens when you go live. Things like that happen. We'll see if we get him back here. I'm sure he's got some great things to say about what it is, what it takes to be successful, but we'll just have to sit tight here and, and wait until he, uh, till he makes it back. So um, we'll just kind of give a, uh, give a little time for that. I will say SBI recently had their agent conference up in Vancouver a couple of weekends ago and our good friend Blythe Brumley got to uh, deliver the keynote, which is pretty cool. So oh, it looks like we, well, we may get Terry back. We'll just wait and see if he uh, makes it back on the show here in just a minute. Yeah. So they had their, uh, their agent uh, retreat up in Vancouver, British Columbia. And Blythe got to deliver that keynote, um, which uh, I heard went really, really well, which is pretty cool. And Vancouver is a place that uh, if you've never been, you definitely need to make it out there. I actually honeymooned out there to Victoria Island, British Columbia, which was which was absolutely phenomenal. So um, great place to be. And uh, I was kind of wishing that I was there. So we'll see if we get Terry back here in just a minute here. Uh, Terry, are you back? Yes. I don't know what happened there. I, I, I lost Technology. When you go live, you just never know what's going to happen. That, uh, that's how it works. So Terry, I just asked you, you know, when you, as a, as a seasoned, uh, you know, freight agent, what are, you know, the things that you try to do on a regular basis that really help you be really successful? To be honest, the most important thing is uh, working on your relationships with your customers um, and really, really, really understanding their business, understanding what they do, understanding where they're at, understanding where they want to be, and really just um, taking care of that relationship because every client is different. You know, we have a range of different customers that we work with and they're all different and they all have different needs and all different desires. Some people make it about price. Some people make it about service. Um, it really is all, all uh, understanding their wants and needs and, and, and nurturing that relationship as much as you possibly can. That's the key to success and always being true to yourself. You know, don't, don't lose focus on who you are. Don't lose focus on what you are. Um, and you'll be successful. You know, it's something that it always comes back to relationships. I've, I've heard so many people say that like the key to success in business is relationships. And I don't know if that's going to change. I mean, think about all the technology that has come into place in the last 30 years with the advent of um, the cell phone, now the smartphone, the internet, um, all those things that have come into place and it still comes down to relationships. And I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to change, um, you know, which is really powerful. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. Everybody talks about relationships. Everybody talks about technology and, you know, self-driving trucks and everything. But at the end of the day, um, the, the relationship between human to human and uh, person to person is very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just that, that's not going to go away. Uh, that's for sure. The other thing you said is being true to yourself. And I think that's really powerful, too. You know, part of your evolution to becoming a freight agent was learning who you really are and the fact that you like the smaller feels a smaller company size, smaller family, you know, size company. Mm -hmm. I think that's really critical too. I don't think enough people take time to figure out who they really are as they're thinking through their business. Cause I mean, you do more in business than anything else in life. We spend 40, 50 hours a week working on our business more than anything else that we do. It's pretty important that we do something that matches with who we are. Absolutely. Family is very important to me. Time with them is very important to me. And uh, it's very important who you work with on a daily basis, you know, and uh, you want to surround yourself with people that, uh, first of all, your interactions with these people 
we say we work 40 hours a week. We're working nonstop, you know, after hours all the time. And we want to surround ourselves with the best people that we possibly can. And it's so important to have that. Yeah. It certainly becomes more of an integrated lifestyle, you know, where you may not work the whole time, but you'll be with family, maybe to take a quick call or take an email. Sometimes it happens, especially in freight. That definitely doesn't stop. What is one positive that you didn't know about when you became a freight agent? And what's one negative maybe that you also didn't know about? And the reason I ask is I like just to give a little bit of a perspective to all my friends out there who are thinking about becoming an agent. Well, the positive thing is, is you do meet all different types of people. I did not expect um, literally um, whether you're talking to drivers, whether you're talking to customers, whether you're talking to uh, anybody. Um, it's a constant learning curve. You don't expect that. Like when you first start in logistics and in brokerage, you pretty much think that it's pretty straightforward, pretty straight cut. And for the most part it is. But if you just take the human aspect of it and the people that you talk to and the people that you're working with on a daily basis or even not on an everyday basis, everybody's different and you have so much to learn from every single person, whether it's a driver, whether it's a customer, whether whatever it is. And, and listen, there's challenges. You asked about what's what's different and what's difficult. There's challenges. There's challenges involved. The market's constantly changing. We went through a huge COVID boom, you know, over the last few years with freight was just impossible and hard to cover. Um, and now we're on a little bit of a slowdown and things are getting harder and, uh, you know, less freight opportunities for drivers, less whatnot. But, you know, it's a constant evolving, evolving process that's, changing always <laughs> has you has as meeting all kinds of people accelerated since you became an agent because you really start your own business I mean, you're Absolutely. now an entrepreneur what has that been like now as an entrepreneur as opposed to just being in freight well as an entrepreneur as far as as that's concerned you know let's let's take for instance um an example that i can give you i had a customer um uh, that were i worked with for many years and we worked on a customer level and we dealt with each other on a customer level but we became friends eventually and after a while she had lost her job and she was looking for an opportunity and the personal relationships that we had with each other i brought her on as a as an agent for us she she works for us our relationships has evolved she's flourished so that's one of an that's an example of something that you know we were just talking about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you never know. Like when you, when you meet somebody and you, you build a relationship, you never know where it's going to go. I always say never, never miss a meeting. Like if you have the opportunity to meet with somebody, you just never know where that, that, uh, that meeting, that chance encounter might lead. And Absolutely. that can be really powerful. Yeah, that's Absolutely. for sure. So one of the reasons that I think people become agents because they get the ability to start their own business, be an entrepreneur, call a lot of their own shots, but they don't have to deal with a lot of the back office type of work. What are some of the things that you don't have to deal with because SPI deals with those. Okay. Well, SPI is great at handling some of the backend stuff. I mean, if you talk to SPI, we're kind of a low maintenance office because a lot of our agents ha pretty much know what they're doing and we've trained them properly. But anytime we need any kind of backend support, they're amazing people to work with. They have a great customer service division. Um, anytime you want, you can pick up the phone. Uh, they're there to help you. And in the smallest of capacities or the largest of capacities, we've had issues where I'll be away and I want them to just tender a load. They'll ha they'll they'll do that. And then there have been times where we've had a big claim and they've handled it properly. So from the smallest of things to the largest of things and just always being there anytime I want. It, it's not it's not uh, a regular occurrence that you can 
pick up a phone. If I wanted to get Joe on the phone at any moment, he'd pick up pick up my call. Mike on the phone at any moment, he'd pick up my call. Anyone in customer service, they're very available for all of us, and, and we appreciate that. <laughs> so they're taking care of the back office, payments, uh, credit, um, you know, carrier onboarding, all that type of stuff. What what do you focus on as an agent? What are the thing? What are your core competencies that you just get to do every day? Uh, the things that I try to focus on is, well, when I was when I first started in logistics, I try I was a one stop shop. I would basically handle covering the freight, to dealing with the customer, to making sure everything delivered on time, to handling that. As we grew, I've hired dispatchers, I've had hired salespeople. My main job today and focus is on um, growing the business and uh, acquiring customers and trying to manage and maintain what we have and make sure that everybody's satisfied. Because at the end of the day, if you're not growing, you're dying. And growing is very important in this business. <laughs> so you've had a chance basically to hire some people to take oh, care yeah. of some of the tasks like covering freight, check calls, things like that. And now you're focused a little more on the sales side of it, which it sounds like that's what you enjoy the most. I do. I enjoy meeting people, talking to people. Like I told you, my story's pretty funny when I started off um, in trucking and transportation, it wasn't a journey that I thought I'd ever be on. So I'm kind of used you to and, you and all the rest of us too. Absolutely. <laughs> I, listen, I was I was running a car dealership for eight nine years before I got into this, and I never thought one day I'd be in transportation and logistics. So it's interesting. <laughs> That's kind of transportation logistics a little bit. Were you at a used car dealership, or did you have? Yeah, a, a... it was a it was a family owned business. We okay. we, we started and ran, and we did really well. And you know. One day, my brother, he's been doing this longer than me. He's probably been in 20 years. He's like, come along, come along. And I always brushed it off, brushed it off. And then I decided to join him and, and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> I love it. No, that's a great story. Yeah, I think we all get into logistics or transportation uh, without expecting to. Uh, I know I certainly didn't. I was a school teacher for years. And then when I got into sales, I did door to door. And uh -huh. I just happened to go to a recruiter that knew somebody at, uh, at one of the larger tech companies in the industry. And here I am. That's kind of That's how it worked amazing. out. So everybody's got, everybody's got a story about how they got in and most of us don't get out. <laughs> I know. Once you know? you're in and you're successful, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's a good industry, right? So, I mean, there's, there's, there's worse places to be. There's no doubt about it. So uh, I can agree with that. All right. So Terry, we got to pause for a minute because every day on the show, we like to have a little bit of fun. And mm -hmm. so today we're celebrating uh, the national day. We celebrated every, every show. Uh, some are easy, you know, like Easter, Memorial Day, or Mother's Day coming up, things like that. Do you know what today's national day is? Hmm. What is it? May? It's May. Is it 8th? 9th. It's the 9th. May 9th. Tuesday, May 9th. Let's see. Get these memorized? No, but i i tend to i tend i tend to watch a lot of different quirky shows and sometimes do stuff like this. But I, I if you I, if you get this, I want to be impressed. That's all I'm going to say. Unless you're looking it up on the internet right now. No, I'm not. I, I'm on my phone right now. So let's say National Best Friend Day. Okay. Well, um, like there there might be a correlation here, but that's not exactly it. Today's National Day is. It's a National Lost Sock Memorial Day. Have you ever experienced lost socks coming out of the dryer? All the time, and it's something that drives me nuts. <laughs> Let me, so, so I had this happen about a month and a half ago. I was doing laundry. I pulled one load out of the, out of the dryer, and look what happened. Look at this. I don't know if you can see this or not. Let's see if we got this graphic on here. Where's the picture? It's up there somewhere. There it is. Okay, look at this. There are 
I think two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve unique socks. Twelve, all unique, no matches in one load of laundry. I was like, how? How is this possible? Did somebody literally split the sock? You know, uh, the, the the loads of laundry and, and by socks and just split them up. We have successfully found about seven of those. We still have about five outstanding. <laughs> still not sure where they went or what happened, but uh, anyways, it's national. Lost Sock Memorial Day, everybody. If you have lost a sock, so sorry. All apologies. So weird. That's a weird one. Some of these are some of these are normal. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. Okay. All right. Uh, we also like to celebrate the random question of the day. Uh, and we'll get to that here in just a minute whenever Cherry gets back because he is lost out there uh, in uh, Chicagoland area. So we'll get back to him whenever he comes back. But we do like to celebrate the random question of the day. Maybe I should just answer this on my own since he's not here right now. And then when he comes back, we'll, we'll get him back on the show. So the random question of the day today is, Are you afraid of ghosts? Well, um, I can tell you that I'm not afraid of ghosts. I don't think they're real. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm, you know, saying something sacrilegious right now. But uh, not a big. Not, I don't really think that ghosts uh, necessarily are real. Uh, not the way that we depict them in movies and stuff like that. Um, I certainly think there are things in the ether out there that uh, we can't see. But I don't know if I'd call them ghosts. I'm not afraid of them. Never encountered one. I'd have to go down that path. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. Uh, We'll have to see what other people have to say about that. Hopefully we can get Terry on here to answer that question as well. I think we might have him back yeah, close, maybe coming back here shortly. Um, just a reminder while we're here, though, is make sure you come back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central for The Edge. I'm really excited about this episode with Weather Optics. And we're going to talk about what they're doing over there to help brokerages and carriers make good decisions out there on the road on when to drive, when not to drive. All of that's going to be really, really important to uh, uh, you know to freight brokers out there. If you haven't seen what they're doing over there at Weather Optics, make sure you join us at 1 p.m. Central for that episode. All right. Well, we're still having some technical difficulties today. This may just be a short edition of Standing Out. You never know. But we do appreciate everybody who's watching as well as SPI Logistics for sponsoring the show today and the chance to speak with Terry a little bit. And listen, if you are out there and you've thought about going out on your own, Entrepreneurship can be a pretty scary, challenging thing, especially if maybe you're the only breadwinner in your family. But I can tell you what, um, if you get the right organization like SPI Logistics um, and you've got a good um, you know, uh, customer base, you make good relationships. Uh, I've seen carrier or, or broker agents be very successful and very happy um, in that uh, in that realm. So make sure you reach out to SPI at success.spi3pl.com. Learn more about their agent program, what that looks like. And they'll walk you through the process as well. So if you're thinking about it, you can reach out to them, get some good information, make a good decision for you and for your family on what you would like to do. All right. Well, it looks like we may not get Terry back, so we're going to call it for today. But listen, we've had a great show. Looking forward to our show on Thursday with Beth Carroll. Listen, if you haven't met Beth Carroll over at Prosperio, you're missing out. And her specialty is freight brokerage sales compensation, which is a tough one to get. It's a tricky thing to get right. So if you've got sales agents and you're trying to make sure you compensate them and incentivize them correctly, Beth Carroll is going to be one to talk to, and she's going to be on the show on Thursday at 2 p.m. Central. So uh, make sure you come back at 2 p.m. on Thursday for that show with Beth Carroll. Okay. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and call it up for the day, but we got to play the music going out. Of course, we had a great, great walk-up music by Terry today. We had uh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. We don't get that too much. So enjoy that on the way out today. And we will see you back here tomorrow 
for The Edge at 1 p.m. Central and on Thursday at 2 p.m. for Standing Out. We'll see you guys later. Have a good day.